Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Sam and David. Examine. You look at the deep crevices. You see what's not there and fill it up and lead me into the way of the everlasting. Like King David had this focus of knowing what matters. And what we're saying to you guys is for all of us to examine, how are we preparing for Jesus' return? How are we getting ready for that day? And with the beautiful note of simply, it's not something that you have to figure out by yourselves. What are things that you need to put aside in order to fully live for God? Today, Sam and David explain that you have a community around you to help support you in the things that God wants you to walk in and to avoid the things you shouldn't walk in with God's help. So look to God for strength and help to do it. Now here are Sam and David in the book of Colossians chapter 3 as they continue their message, Faithful Servants. To explore this a little further, we're going to read Colossians 3. You want to read that? Yeah. Um, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, yeah. covetousness, which is idolatry. And I mean, I think something that's really interesting here is passion. Because a lot of times we wouldn't describe passion as something to hate, especially in this world. Like, you know, a biggest thing on social media is hashtag goals. You know, it's like to have a passion, you're like, that's not bad. It's, it's, it's easy to keep ourselves entertained. It's not, it's not a bad thing to have. And we're not saying that these things, that, that in itself is bad, but it's really examining. I mean, David said it perfectly, but how, what place does that have in our lives? especially in the church that we are part of here in the United States where we have the American dream where we have these expectations of what we deserve or because I am a daughter or son of Christ, I deserve such thing. Because I, I'm faithful with my tithes, because I'm faithful with my attendance, then God's going to give me this. And it's, it's really us dying to this reality of what we think matters is us really dying to what our worldview of what matters and really tuning into who Jesus is. Yeah. And like, when you think about that list, you know, like sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire, passion, covetousness, they don't sound like idols. You know, it doesn't, it's not Buddha. It's not, it's not a, like, it's not a person. It's not an image. It's kind of it, it's almost confusing terminology for us, I think, with the imagery, the connotations that we have in our culture. But it boils down to the issue of, again, what do I worship? What do I love more than anything else? And when he's, what he's pointing out here, you know, with immorality, impurity, evil desire, um, being ruled by our passions. And I think, you know, one of the, like in this context, another, one of the ways you see this is when I, if I give vent to my emotions, 
when I'm saying rather than, in all these things, what I'm saying is rather than doing things the way God tells me, sexual immorality, rather than saying I'm going to trust God with the design for sex that he says it has, I'm going to do it my way. When I say instead of trusting God that he'll bring justice, that he'll bring you know, truth to the situation that he wants reconciliation and forgiveness. I'm going to say, I don't need to forgive. I'm going to vent my anger, you know, because I'm, I'm owed that. I have a right to this thing. It, what it shows is that I, I don't really believe deep down in that place that Jesus is the king who's going to come back and set this all right and do things the way that he said. I don't really believe that he has the authority or that he has my best interests at heart. Or I wouldn't do that because if I really believed that at my core, that would not be the result, you know? If I really believed that Jesus had the power and the love that he says he has, then I wouldn't indulge in that passion or in that improper desire, whatever it would be, I wouldn't indulge in it or wouldn't put all my hope in it because I know that he's actually the one that will satisfy that desire, that he's actually the one with the authority and with the love to do it right. And so it, it comes down, it becomes an issue of trust. It's really an issue of trust. And I think it helps us to see it that way. That's why he tells us in James 1.17, faith without works is dead. It's not that we... It's not to say that we earn salvation. What he's saying is that if, he says we're saved by faith. And if you have faith, it's going to show up. It's going to happen. It's going to bear fruit. You're going to see it because what you believe is what you do. God knows that we can't, we can't do these things in our own power. Again, that's why he died. That's why he gives us his spirit. So there's, there is absolutely grace for us working through these things. Over and over, he tells us that. There's grace for him, for us working through this process and being transformed and working with him in that. But we have no excuse for abusing the grace or being apathetic about the mission that he's given us because he's given us his spirit to enable us. If we have, if he's, if he himself is working in us and empowering us, we have no excuse to just blow it off to indulge these things, to walk in these, in idolatry of whatever it may be, to, to, to blow off our responsibility to one another. And that's why we're saying, you know, the, all of this is tied to this idea of eagerly expecting Jesus' return. Because if I really believe that Jesus is really the king who's really gonna give me make me everything that I was made to be when he returns, that he's going to satisfy every desire and he's going to, he's going to deal with everything that's wicked in me and he, he's, that he has a plan to do all that. When I believe that, I'm looking forward to it, right? I'm not, that sounds good, so I'm looking forward to it. That's why he says we're eagerly waiting. We're not just like, we don't just know that it's going to happen. Become, when you know that it's going to happen, it becomes an eager expectation because it's so much better than how things are now. Paul said in another place, he's like, look, if, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we, ha- we are out of everybody, we're in the worst situation. We're the most pitiable because right now what he tells us is don't just do what feels natural. Don't just vent your emotions and chase every desire. Don't do that. 
Instead, submit it to God's design because he's coming and he's going to set everything right and he's going to bless you greatly when he comes. But if you don't believe that, Christianity doesn't make sense because he's like, this This doesn't make sense without the return. This doesn't make sense without the king coming back. What are we doing if he's not coming back? And so for us, again, for the body of Christ, how are we preparing for his return. The preparation reminds us that it's happening. How are we preparing for his return? And the, the whole point as well that we want to communicate to you guys as we've gone through this, because it's easy to, when we're sitting down on the seats and not here, it's easy like, oh, well, those guys have it figured out. But in all reality, guys, we're all still figuring it out. It's, it's, not, it's not something that God just heals now, okay, we're done. No, it's something that he's working purifying, refining in us for the rest of our lives. So don't, don't, don't think that we're here condemning anybody or, or calling your desires evil. We're just asking for all of us to have an examination of our heart and just giving that to God. Like, Lord, how David says in Psalms 139, it's like, Lord, you examine, you look at the deep crevices, you see what's not there and fill it up and lead me into the way of the everlasting. Like King David had this focus of knowing what matters. And what we're saying to you guys is for all of us to examine, how are we preparing for Jesus's return? How are we getting ready for that day? And with the beautiful note of simply, it's not something that you have to figure out by yourselves, of being the church and as, as we close, but as we, as we close, let me remind you that this feeling of expectation is something we must choose to cultivate. Don't beat yourself up if you're not feeling it right now. Feeling is not the point. The point is that it is a commission from the true king, which is Jesus. And he is returning. And we have a duty to remind ourselves of the truth, to choose to walk in this truth by spending time with Jesus and doing what he says, and to build, a, to build one another up in this truth. And like one of the famous verses that we always call is iron sharpens iron. Guys, that's not a butter knife with butter. It, it hurts. <laughs> it, it's, not a, it's not a simple process. When we iron sharpening iron, people are getting beat. You know, It's going to be a lot of dying to our, self, our own pride. And, and simply, there's this awesome thing of just simply abiding in Him, making disciples, and loving one another, which we see in John chapter 15 and Matthew 28. tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, Visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at MainThingRadio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call 
at 305 531 2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305 531 2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. 